0: Hey listeners, it's almost Valentine's Day, and I felt it would be fitting to give you all a little tale about a boy who was out to find that special girl on prom night. I hope you all enjoy this story, as it's actually one of the first Scarecast Originals to come out in a long time. Scarecast Originals meaning the story was actually written by myself. Get Cozy! Or buckle your seatbelt, because this story is going to take you for a ride. Three, two, one. The colors blur together, creating a coagulation of static and shadow on the screen. I cursed silently under my breath, removing the cartridge from the Nintendo 64 and inspecting it with an impatient eye. I couldn't see anything wrong with it, but this was the third time that the game had frozen on me. I blew into the seams of the cartridge, trying to dislodge any dust that might have been stuck in there, then put it back into the console. Before I could boot up the system again, the door to my bedroom jerked open. How many times have I told you to knock? I muttered without taking my eyes off the screen, waiting for the game to load. Sorry, sorry, my dad said calmly as he linked his heavy frame against the doorway. I just came to see if you are all right. You all ready for prom? I frowned, my fingers resting against a controller without pressing anything. I i don't think I'm going after all. From the corner of my eye, I saw my dad's eyebrows come together, casting a shadow over his face. What do you mean? Well, I mean, my friends want to blow off prom to have a game night instead, and I figured I might as well join them. Sounds more fun anyway. I cleared my throat, brushing a fleck of dirt off the controller. You want to skip prom to play video games? What you can do any other day? He pointed out, and I shrugged, sheepish. Do you really not want to go? I don't know, I admitted. I feel like everyone makes it out to be a big deal when it's not really a big deal. I'll probably just forget about it in a few weeks anyway. My dad sighed heavily, stepping further into the room. Prom's more than just one night. It's an event you'll remember for years after. I know that my prom night was definitely a night to remember, he said. I shuffled up along the bed to make room for him to sit next to me. We rarely had these sort of father and son talks, so I stared down at my feet not really knowing what to say. Look son, you don't have to go if you don't want to, but you might end up regretting it for the rest of your life, he continued. His frame towering beside mine, and I almost felt like a kid again standing in his shadow. Like I said, my experience of prom is one I still remember. I don't think I'll ever forget about it. I was the man of the moment. He chuckled quietly to himself, lost in the reminiscence. I was one of the only guys who went without a date, he said, much to my surprise. I flicked a glance toward his face and found him grinning, a childish, unruly sort of grin that I'd come to expect from my dad. But boy, did that end out in my favor. I ended up at the end of the night with more numbers than I can count on one hand. I even hooked up with her mom's ex-best friend, but, oh, don't tell her that, okay? He added, rubbing the back of his neck. I never told her, it would be weird to bring it up now, but that night... It was a great night, son. Well, apart from one unfortunate tragedy at the start of the night. Tragedy? I asked, my voice thick. My dad looked away, seeming to regret bringing it up. Yeah, one of the students died in a car crash on the way to prom. It was really horrible. I still remember hearing the sirens. Jeez, Dad, someone died and you're trying to convince me that prom's great?" He grimaced. That, that's not what I meant. It was horrible. I knew the girl and even tried to ask her out once, but she completely blew me off. She was one of the popular ones, you know? I can't even remember her name now, but everyone was still talking about it for months after it happened. We even got the attention of the media. I can't remember how many times the school got interviewed by different news crews. It all got a bit out of hand, really. His tone had turned bitter, and I decided to change the topic. Well, anyway, I'm still undecided, I said. I still have a week to decide whether I'm gonna go, so I'll see how I feel closer to prom. Dad nodded and gave my hair a playful ruffle. I swatted him away. Good. You never know who you might meet on prom night, so think about it, okay? I nodded and he left the room, leaving me in silent contemplation. The night of prom was dreary. It had rained all day, painting the city in shades of dirt and grime, and a hazy mist had eddied into the streets out of nowhere, souring my mood as I looked out the window. My reflection in the glass had streaked with fat droplets of rain and full of shadows. My fingers slipped once again, and the tie skewed into a knot. I threw up my hands with a huff. I'd been trying for almost ten minutes and still couldn't get it on properly. Need some help? I said nothing, letting him fix the tie with practice movements. Thanks, I muttered, straightening it up as I caught my reflection again in the glass. I felt stupid. The suit was slightly too big around my shoulders, and there were shadowy crevices beneath my eyes from staying up late. I'd been unable to sleep that night, so I ended up playing video games until well past midnight. You alright? My dad asked with a grin in his voice. I shrugged without looking at him. I still wasn't exactly enthusiastic about going, but my dad had seemed excited for me, and I didn't want to disappoint him. Come on, don't look so gloomy. Loosen your face and flash me a smile. I rolled my eyes, but tugged my lips into a slight smile, and my dad nodded approvingly. There we go, he said, chuckling. I'm sure you'll have a great time. Oh, and don't forget these. He reached into his pocket and withdrew his car keys, jingling together softly. I was surprised, staring at the car keys he held out to me. He never let me drive his car. Thanks, I said, taking them from him. Not a scratch, he warned, and no drinking and driving. I scoffed. I was underage anyway. And please be careful. I don't want little Davids running around next year. I'm not ready to be a grandpa yet, okay? I flushed fiercely at the insinuation. My ears going hot beneath my hair. Yeah, I know, Dad. Right then. We wasted enough time. Go say bye to your mom and get going, okay? Okay. The evening was humid after the rain shower, and a bead of sweat clung to the nape of my neck as I drove to the prom venue. Mist congealed around the corners of the streets, forming strange illusions beneath the hazy glow of the street lamps, so I took it slow. The clock on the dashboard read 7.48, which meant that I was later than I thought. I just hoped that wouldn't make things too awkward. I was lucky enough to find a parking space not too far from the entrance. There were still a couple of students loitering outside, girls in bright fancy dresses and guys in suits. I didn't recognize some of them, others I'd glimpsed only occasionally around school. It's fair to say that I'm not exactly a social butterfly. I could hear the music before I made it inside thrumming through the walls of the building. More sweat gathered along my back, and I wiped a hand nervously through my hair, already feeling regret cement itself inside my stomach like a stone. Why hadn't I agreed to the game night? I'd much rather be there than here, in a place I didn't belong, with people out of my reach. I slipped into the shadows of the room, almost as soon as I got inside. The dance floor was a crush of bodies, and the music was already hurting my ears. I noticed a couple of lone figures throughout the room. Girls waiting for a dance, but I could hardly muster the courage to go up to them, never mind ask them to dance with me. Most of the night had passed beneath the shadowy ease of the room. I felt like some kind of ghost, lingering in the gloom watching everyone have fun while I was stuck there in a limbo of anxiety and loneliness. I might as well have been invisible. I was starting to feel stifled, lingering in the corner of the room and went for a walk around the outskirts debating whether to just leave. So far, the night had been nothing like my dad had described. I was hoping that tonight I might finally meet someone who thought I was cool, or fun, or anything but the outcast I usually was. I was hoping that tonight, I might finally be seen. As I was trying to slip past the throng of students, my foot must have slid on the silky trail of someone's dress, because the next thing I knew, I was stumbling forward. With the lights flashing above and undulated around me, I couldn't see where I was going, nor could I steady myself. My elbow hit something hard, a table, and I crumpled forward, straight into the fondue fountain. Chocolate splashed up the front of my suit, some of it landing on the edge of my lips. Somehow, it tasted bitter and dark, and a shudder ran through me. A chorus of laughter immediately exploded around me and my whole body fluctuated between hot and cold as embarrassment flooded my veins. I struggled to my feet, trying to wipe the chocolate off my clothes, but everyone was staring and laughing and pointing, and I couldn't take it. Clenching my hands into fists, I shoved my way roughly through the gathered students, staring at the ground with hot tears blurring my vision. What a disaster... This had been nothing like my dad had told me. Why did I bother listening to him? I made it outside, feeling the damp breeze wash over my face, drying the chocolate on my clothes. I paused outside the building for a moment, trying to gather my thoughts. There was no way I could go back inside now. I might as well just go back home. I folded my arms across my chest, hoping to hide the mess was about to cross the road when a voice caught my attention. Hey! My steps faltered for a second, my heel almost catching the curb. I quickly recovered, stepping down onto the road. Hey, you! I stopped again, glancing behind me. A girl was staring at me. She had her hands in the pocket of a jacket she had draped over her shoulders. Beneath, she wore a simple, ruffled dress. You alright? I blinked at her, my lips opening and closing uselessly, as it dawned on me that I was the target of her question. Yeah, I'm fine. Her eyes flickered down to the mess on my clothes, and I looked away. My ears going hot. Was she going to make fun of me too? They shouldn't laugh at you, she continued, her voice sinking into a gentle murmur. I saw what happened and I didn't find it funny. My eyes darted back towards her, struggling to conceal my surprise. I shuffled a couple of steps closer, away from the road. Um, my name's David, I blurted, pushing aside a strand of chocolate-smeared hair, sorry. <laughs> the girl laughed, a sound like bells in the night, and I found myself struck by how pretty she was. Although her outfit was far more casual than others I'd seen tonight. Something about the way she looked, beneath the pale glimmer of the moon, drew my attention. I'm Wendy, she said shortly, tilting her head slightly to offer me a smile. Want to go back inside with me? I dropped my gaze to my feet. How could I go back inside after everyone just seen me make a fool out of myself? Don't worry about the others. It doesn't matter what they think. Let's just enjoy what's left of the night. I found myself nodding, even as I felt uncertain. Why was a girl like her helping me, anyway? I didn't even recognize her. I had at least passing familiarity with most of the students here, but I don't recall ever seeing a face like Wendy's before. She offered out her arm, and I took it tentatively, following her back inside. The lights inside had dimmed, casting a haziness around the room, and nobody spared me a glance as Wendy and I stepped onto the dance floor. I began to relax slightly, out of any immediate scrutiny, and focus on the girl in front of me. How did I end up with one of the prettiest girls I'd ever seen, after such a disaster start to the evening? You don't have to be nervous. She said softly, Relax your arms. I did as she said, loosening my muscles as I kept my hands on her waist. There, you'll enjoy it more if you're relaxed. I felt my face flush slightly, but for the first time that night, a smile fell naturally onto my lips. We were getting into the fourth song when Wendy's expression changed. Her face paled slightly beneath the glimmering spotlights, and I felt her freeze in my arms. I need to go. I stared at her, my lips parting with a surprise. W- why? I promised my dad I'd be home by midnight. I'm so sorry, he'll kill me if I'm late. I need to find my friends, they're supposed to take me home. She looked around her with frantic movements, her eyes scanning the faces around her. There was a frenzied panic to her that struck me off guard. Wait, I'll help you find them. But, I mean, I could drive you home if you want. Wendy's gaze returned to mine, and I suddenly noticed how bright her eyes were. Green with little flecks of gold and brown. I cleared my throat, looking away, but she caught my hand. Her skin was surprisingly cool against the warmth of my palm. Thank you, that's very sweet. No problem. Wendy's hand still clasped in mine. We both headed back outside. I'd almost forgotten the whole incident with the chocolate fountain. Wendy's smile had whisked away all the anxieties that had plagued me most of the night. As we reached the car, Wendy quickly slipped her hand out of mine and climbed it to the front passenger seat. I went round to the driver's side and started up the engine. Where do you live? I asked. It's a bit of a difficult neighborhood to reach. I'll guide you, she said gesturing for me to take the road straight ahead. So, uh, when did you start attending our school? I don't think I've ever really seen you around much. Really? She asked, her voice pinched with surprise. Then you must be living under a rock because everyone knows me at school. I was actually going to ask you where you've been. Oh, I said squinting to see through the mist. I mean, my friends and I usually hang out in the quieter areas of school. I'm not really surprised you haven't seen me. Wendy hummed quietly, and I reached over to the defroster so I could see out the window. Turn, uh, turn left here. I glanced across at Wendy. Wendy. Her voice had gone faint and stilted, almost as though she was uncertain. There was a clamminess to her cheeks that I hadn't noticed before. Hey, are you okay? I asked. Her skin had gone waxen. She began to look ill. Yeah. She didn't look at me. She kept her eyes straight ahead. But I could feel the whole mood shift into something sad and uneasy. Y- you can just just make it right over here. I followed her directions, winding through the curvy roads of the neighborhood. Definitely not a place to find very easily. A soft sniffle caught my attention. And when I flicked another glance at Wendy. I saw a tear glistening on the ridge of her cheek. Had I upset her somehow? We'd been having such a good time. What had changed? Are you sure you're alright? D- do you want to pull over and talk? M- maybe we can go get some ice cream or something. She shook her head. It's okay. I need to be home by midnight, remember? Oh, yeah, right. I muttered glancing at the clock on the dashboard it was almost 11.52 silence wedged between us and I shifted uncomfortably in my seat trying to think of something to say just around the corner she said raking the back of her hand roughly over her cheek to wipe away the tear I took the turn and pulled up outside the house It wasn't what I had been expecting. Even under the shadow brew sky, I could see its drab facade. There were no lights on inside, and each window peered down at me like vacant eyes. The driveway was clotted with weeds, some breaking up through the gravel and spreading thick cracks through it. There was no car parked there. More weeds and thistles grew out of the bricks of the house, and a naked bulb swung from a porch rich of cobwebs. Something about the place seemed untouched, unloved. I almost felt reluctant to leave Wendy there. Well, um, we're here, I said, twisting my fingers nervously in my lap. Wendy unclipped her seatbelt and turned to face me. Her beautiful green eyes were still glistening with unshot tears. Thank you, David. I had a truly wonderful night. I'm just... I'm sad I won't get to experience a night like this ever again. Um, Me too, but... I'm sure we can have fun together another night. I said hopefully. After all, it's just a DJ and a dance floor. We could do something again you want Wendy smiled I'd like that she said gently then flicked a glance towards the house it loomed like a giant behind her dreary and unwelcoming I guess I better go Goodbye, David "I I can walk you to your door I said quickly I didn't want her to leave just yet oh no My dad would kill me if he saw. I'm sorry. It's okay, I said gently. Then how about your number so that I can call you? Wendy smiled and rolled off her number from memory. I didn't have anything to write it onto, so I chanted it repeatedly in my head so I wouldn't forget. Got it? She asked. I think so. "'I said, rubbing the back of my head. "'Okay, then, I guess I should go now.' "'She opened the car door without saying anything else "'and stepped out, closing it gently behind her. "'When she glanced back to wave at me through the window, "'I noticed her smile had turned sad again, "'slipping down at the corners. "'Then she headed up the drive.' the moonlight casting an almost ethereal glow around her. Wanting to make sure she got inside okay, I waited in the car, watching as she went around the side of the house and then disappeared behind it. I wonder why she never used the front door, but I figured she might not have wanted to wake up her dad. As soon as she was gone, I started up the engine and drove home. The morning broke upon another dark, overcast day. The events of the previous night were still fresh, and I went down to breakfast with a grin on my face. My dad was reading the paper, nursing a cup of steaming coffee in one hand, but sat both down when I walked in. "'Good night then, eh?' he asked, his eyes twinkling with his usual mischief. "'I shrugged, thinking of Wendy, the only girl to notice me the whole night. "'Something like that. "'Oh, oh, I remember the name of that girl. "'It was bugging me all night. "'The one, the the one who died. "'Dad, is that really important?' "'Wendy.' Her name is Wendy, and my body went cold. I don't know why, but it wouldn't leave me alone. So anyway, it came to me this morning as I was reading the paper. The girl's name is Wendy Hollows. Poor girl. I swallowed. My throat suddenly felt dry. Surely it was a coincidence, right? There were probably dozens of people called Wendy in the area. And anyway, that was decades ago. There was no way. I left the kitchen before he could say anything else, hurrying back to my room. I scribbled Wendy's number as soon as I got home last night. Maybe it was too soon to call her, but something about what my dad had said troubled me. Just hearing her voice would reassure me that I was being silly. I dialed the number into the landline, but there was no dial tone, just static, humming faintly in my ear. I frowned, punching the number in again. This time, a voice emerged through the static. Had Wendy given me a false number, or had I simply remembered it wrong? Either way, I couldn't shake away the unease that something wasn't right. Slamming the phone back into the cradle, I went back into the kitchen, feeling anxious. Dad, Dad, can I borrow the car again this morning? Huh? You're going somewhere? I just want to check up on something, please? Ah you mean someone huh sure just be careful thanks i said already throwing on a jacket as i grabbed the keys from the side i'll be back later my thoughts were in a whirl as i drove trying to remember the way to wendy's house it was probably nothing but something was bugging me about last night something she said I'm sad I won't get to experience a night like this again. I was probably reading into things too much, but something about the way she said it struck me as odd, and the fact she shared the same name with the girl who had died at my dad's prom. I turned the last corner, recognizing the bushes growing from the property on the bend. I pulled the car to a stop. My heart thundered in my chest. Every part of my body shuddered beneath a chill. The house was gone. There was nothing but an empty plot of land. Had I taken a wrong turn somewhere? Was this the wrong street? The wrong neighborhood? It didn't make sense. I was sure this was where her house was. Getting out of the car... My legs suddenly felt unsteady, and I had leaned against the door until the weakness passed. What was going on here? The Wendy that I met last night, was she not real, after all? But how was that possible? I spotted a sign for a local liquor store up ahead and found myself walking towards it in a daze. The harsh jingle of a bell when I walked inside snapped me back to my senses, and I went up to the cashier. Excuse me, would you mind telling me what happened to the house that used to be there? I said, pointing to the empty plot of land through the window. The cashier gave me a funny look. He was an older man, maybe about a few years over 50, and spoke with the voice of a smoker, Why, lad, there hasn't been a house there in years. It was knocked down some time ago for a renovation. What about the previous owners? He shrugged. Last I heard, the family moved on after losing a child. Some tragedy of some sort. My throat closed up. I thanked the man in a stifled voice before making my way back to the car. Some tragedy of some sort. Surely he was talking about Wendy, the Wendy I met last night, the same Wendy who had died all those years ago on the night of her prom. That's why she had been so upset last night. It was the last time she would ever get to experience a night like that, and she'd chosen to spend it with me. I hope you all enjoyed this story. I would really appreciate it if you shared this episode with your friends or posted it on social media so that you can help spread the word about my podcast. As always, if you can rate and review my podcast on your respective podcast platform, this would also help out a lot. And if you want to check out more bonus episodes, subscribe to thescarecast.com. I also have some new 80s horror merch, so also go to thescarecast.com slash store if you want to go check that out. Follow me on Instagram where I'm most active, at thescarecast, and send me a message telling me what you thought about this story. I would love to hear it. Thanks again for listening, and I will be back to give you more scary tales. Until next time.